Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to Chumba ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about ice vikings, swan queen arising, and the arrival of Lily. Abby, lovely Abby, do you remember Lily? No. <laughs> Was it? But I. Oh, it's Baby Dragon. Is it? Yeah. Is it Baby Dragon? Don't, is it Baby Dragon? Do you know who it is? I'm not going to tell you who it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, first of all, I would also like to say your first three things uh, for this episode did sound like an astrological thing for Once Upon a Time, which is Snow Queen Rising, uh, but uh, <laughs> but Ice Viking. How, I don't know enough about astrology to make a joke about Aquarius Rising. I don't know why I started this. Continue. Go ahead. Ignore me. <laughs> Well, everyone, this is Once Upon a Timing. I'm Beth Elderkin. I'm joined, as always, by the lovely Abby. Abby, how are you doing? Very chaotic, apparently. Uh, doing very well. I'm excited to to get back into the Snow Queen thing, because I've started kind of watching and seeing if you could physically edit out all of the Elsa stuff, all of the Frozen stuff, and still get a cohesive storyline. Are we talking about Snow Queen or Swan Queen? Just No, uh, just all of the Frozen stuff. Oh, okay. Other than, like, I think you could maybe leave in the Ingrid thing, uh, but I think if you take out Frozen completely, you might still have a cohesive storyline, because there's such a, there's a number of shots where it just feels like they were shot later. Yeah. They separate Elsa so much from the rest of the cast constantly. I've just been, like, watching the episodes, like, trying to put up walls around where those scenes are to see if they still made sense, and I'm sensing that, yes, so far... Yes, everyone, this is season four, episode five, Breaking Glass, where we get a glimpse into Emma's past as a uh, young lady in the, um, well, in the foster system, although currently out of the foster system in that flashback, and also date night with David and Mary Margaret, because we're, we're, we're on a date night streak, hot streak of date nights on Once Upon a Time. And then we have all the Elsa, Emma, Snow Queen, and the Swan Queen of it all. Because lordy lordy, if you are a Swan Queen shipper, this is the episode for you. Oh, oh yeah. This was a... This 100%. I know know why this ship exists. Because sometimes when you 
there's like infamous ships and stuff and you're just like, I think people are just trying to see what they want to see. No. This... This 100% existed, uh, and, and in no way is a stretch. Watching this episode, I was like, I get the Swan Queen stuff. This is amazing tension. I love this. Uh, kiss and makeup. Yes. Yes, there's a couple moments during, uh, especially during their final encounter, where if they were, if they were a, a a traditionally presented couple at this time, because you know we have we have more representation in 2022 uh but for example in once upon a time we didn't get same-sex couples until well into the later seasons um if you replaced either of them with a man this would play so differently with just about the same dialogue and 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 i do know that uh the term queer baiting does get thrown around a lot and once upon a time is cited a lot uh, specifically because of Emma's character. And I saw it a lot in this episode, especially with her flashback stuff, uh, mm-hmm. where you could see there's there's a bonding that I think if, like you said, if presented in the lens of 2022, there would be an extra push right there. They would have framed, like, there. I can't tell if it's an intentionally being framed the way it is because it does seem like a romantic thread. I'm seeing a romantic thread where I know there is not one. Yeah, we like. can compare it to, for example, the animated show She-Ra and the Princesses of Power that was on Netflix, which is amazing. Highly recommend it. And you had She-Ra, or Adora, and Katra, who are basically the Emma and Regina of that show. Where they they are, are enemies, but sometimes they, they come together to ally on things. Sometimes they're friends, sometimes they're not. But in the end, it's because they had a strong love, a love that that overcame everything and in a more show just a more show a better show this is where that would lead to but that's not what we get no because she's she has a sad emo boy that she's gonna go back to so she has to send away for the episode just to get him off screen just take take the child and leave yeah he only 40 minutes he was there for one set for one day they had the they had him for he showed up at the police station and then he showed up again at the police station that's literally the only place we place we see him the entire yeah. time yeah he was on call for like the first half of the day down some coffee and was out the door by noon like it was just see you later uh yeah interesting episode uh top to bottom i'll say uh it had a weird i i wish i would have had more storyline than some yeah, I agree. I think that it's one of those, the pieces, like most of the episode I didn't care for, but then when it came together in the end and where I felt like it was like, oh, this is where it's going, I got excited. And I yes. liked how it concluded, but I didn't like how we got there. But let's yeah. go ahead and start with uh, Emma Swan's uh, previous life, uh, the past, as a teenager on the run, trying to steal Pop-Tarts and failing miserably. Oh, the Pop-Tarts. I love the through line of a good Pop-Tart. Uh, so this is this is Emma just, she's out on her own. And this is when she is in her uh, baby uh, infantile state of, of, of rubbery. She's just trying to steal food. Um, I have a very strong opinion about just like, if, if you find a child stealing Pop-Tarts, maybe let's just let this girl have Pop-Tarts. <laughs> like, what could you possibly be losing? Anyway, it's a different conversation. She starts, like, trying to, like, shove them under her shirt, and she kind of catches eyes with a 
a dark-haired girl that's about her same age. And as Emma, young Emma, is trying to leave the aisle, she gets accosted. She gets stopped. Hmm, what you doing? It's under your shirt. What's going on? And the aforementioned dark-haired girl pushes up her cart real quick. She's like, oh, there you are. Thanks for holding on to those for me. And then the woman keeps asking questions. I know that women like, I, not women, people. I know people like this exists. Be like, oh, well, where are your parents? You're here by yourself. These two kids, I know they're kids, should not be questioned as to being alone in a store. They're not that young. No. they. When I was that age, like my friends and I would go into a store to buy just whatever, like buy candy, buy, you know, as long as as long as they're not trying to steal booze, even yeah. but even then, just like who cares? Come on, it's the just, middle of the day. Cares? They're there, like it's just just. Also, I know for a fact you're not being paid enough to be this militant about the the, the corporation's uh, shelves that you are patrolling. Like just let them go. Anyway, doesn't matter. She's like, oh yeah. So they leave and they've they've escaped, and as they've they've gotten what they need. <laughs> As they're out, they kind of start talking. Oh, yeah, like, I'm also on the run. You Just a lot of vague terms from our new our new friend, Lily. Yes. She say Lily? She does. I forget which way it goes. Okay, her name is Lily. Uh, she says she calls herself Lily, Emma. They bond over the fact that they're just two crazy kids out on without parents. And then all of a sudden, a crazy man in a car is like, trying to like chase them mow, mow them down <laughs> just hit them with the car and emma asks a leading question oh is that your social worker and lily goes yeah 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 that's my social worker run and so they just run for the hills as this car the station wagon is like trying to mow down two teenage girls and then they do um they they do a version of the bell hey look I see a house. No one's living in it. We should go take, we should go hang out in it. Uh, so they decide to set up a fort of being like just two girls, two crazy kids, just in a house. Uh, and they start Instantly sharing. Instantly make a mess. Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. Uh, making a mess. They've just got their feet up on the tables. It's a mess. And as they're doing this, they're having they're having these great little bonding moments because Emma's talking about how she's just, you know, she's out of the system. She's run away she's on she's never really had a family and lily is kind of conveying a similar thing of just being like yeah i'm i'm alone i don't also on the run but then start saying the stuff that adult emma will now all always recognize as a red flag because lily just started saying stuff like you have to promise me that like anything weird happens we're going to be friends no matter what. Like, swear to me that no matter what happens. It's just like, yeah. What could possibly tear us apart? We've been friends for 20 minutes. This is the best friend. We, You drew a star on my wrist. We're basically soulmates. So, I mean, as, as a grown woman who was once that age, I was like, Yep, that checks out. Oh, I mean, no. logic logically, it's like as an adult, you're like, no, 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 girl, this is this is not oh, going to yeah. end well for you. Your heart is going to be broken. But like remembering yourself at that age, you're like, yes, in that moment, it is pure love. It is pure joy, pure energy and adrenaline. Like, oh, yeah. this is it. It's like turning red. It's like the girls in turning red. <sighs> like, 
that is it, it just really it did stir up some feelings in me i will say uh we can have a whole different conversation about turning red but that movie came for me personally <laughs> personally likewise oh my god like i we'll talk about it later we can talk about turning red for hours uh but yeah i again i'm with you on that one i do say that as a as an adult woman who's who knows how this ends but also can can recognize a similar thread in myself of being like that before I was, you know, beaten down by the world like Emma was of just being like, oh my gosh, a person who has one shared experience with me and is being nice to me. Soulmate. <laughs> Best friend for life. I must bond with this person forever. Uh, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, this just yeah, someone showed me a thread of kindness. Amazing. And so she gets out a video camera, which comes out later. They like film each other being goofy uh, before uh, filming like this was a thing before turning a camera and doing selfies was really a super big thing. I mean, I had a camera and we did it all the My sisters and I would do that stuff all the time. It's just a lot harder back then than it is well, yeah, with you your had to phone fully and your front turn camera. around. Yeah, turn, fully turn the thing around. I remember when they first started making this, the little screen on those camcorders turn all the way around to face you. I remember that happening and be like, I guess if you want to film your face, it's like, yeah, I want to film my face. <laughs> I got to turn it all the way around while I'm filming my Blair Witch style reports. <laughs> uh, and then like, you know, nighttime shows up and then a man with a flashlight gets into the house and I'm not going to lie. I feel like they did not react. Emma specifically did not react big enough for my, for my liking. A, a, a strange man has come into the place where they are sleeping and they're cornered and she just like grabs one thing. And then she says in kind of a flat tone, who are you? It's like, no, you, there should be screaming. There should be throwing stuff and then absolute running. There's no stopping to ask questions. Yeah. Because There's... this was not the owner of the house coming home. No. Cause they would unlock the door. They would turn the lights on. Uh, they would, know something was going on and instantly like again turn turn on all the lights and just be like who are you i'm calling the police this person was a was a robber this person was there to steal stuff but uh, in okay so uh, so anyway we'll just cut to this is this is this person's looking for lily uh, how does he track her here i don't understand how he got here was he just breaking into homes yeah because also yeah how did he get in could you imagine? He's just like, he goes in, he's looking around. Someone's like, excuse me, sir, what are you doing in your house? Oh, I'm looking for two stray teenagers. Huh? You're doing what now? 911? Hello? Strange white man broke into my home. Yeah, why wouldn't he? Like, he had the police with him later. Why wouldn't he have the police with them at that moment? Like, yeah, this was very just narrative convenience. Like, he needed to find Lily, so he found Lily. Yeah, I think she mentioned something of like, oh, these people are gone. So maybe it's just a, he knew that that's where she would go. Like, I, I do think, and again, I don't want to discredit uh, teenagers as being like human beings who have thoughts. But a lot of the times, without a whole lot of life experience to go on, they go to things that they know. They're yeah. not going to venture too far out. So it'll just be like, she probably went to Kevin's house. Let's go check Kevin's house. Maybe like maybe this is something she's done before, which on top of that makes it even sillier that they went there. Like, my dad will never find me here. What would I hide here three times in a row? Not this kid. Uh and it and it's revealed that she, while is an adopted child, 
does does not feel like she is welcome or has a family which is heartbreaking in and of itself uh but this completely destroys emma because lily or lilith has a family and she's trying to run away from it so emma throws up the block and is just like no i don't want your phone number and then again in an absolute moment of amazing teen angst licks her thumb and scrapes off the star never friendship is dead you're dead to me as she walks away such a there's two moments of just turn away turn away to do something strange like why did you turn while you did this regina does it the next time uh but it happens twice in this episode but i think i would turn away with flourish do something else amazing uh yeah so this is emma something emma recalls later talking to regina again not really a one-to-one uh flashback to what's currently happening but we get there it lines up eventually it's 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 not perfect but it gets us where we need to be and in this case i think that's okay um i i found a very interesting like thinking about emma's heartbreak and like the betrayal in this moment because like if it turned out she just like had a father like had a family and was like she just had a dad. I think she would be mad. But I think the fact that Lily was adopted and still was doing this, I think that that hurt Emma more because Lily was like her, but Lily got the chance that she never had. And and Emma like poured her heart out to Lily being like, I watched this young girl who we saw in a couple episodes ago. I watched her get adopted. And that broke my heart because I'm too old and that's never going to happen for me. And Lily's just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. That that sucks. That sucks. M- meanwhile, never sharing the fact that that was her too. Like that was her story. And I mean, they're also teenagers. So like Emma's not at an age where necessarily she's going to be able to maybe put the pieces together if Lily has reasons why. I mean, I don't think we know, you know, but like Sometimes if a child or an adopted child runs away, there's a reason. It's oh, not yeah. just her being ungrateful. But Emma's, you know, Emma Emma's hurt and she's personally wounded, so she's not going to look at that. But I think as adults, that's something we kind of have to um, take into account. Like, we don't know Lily's whole jam. Oh, yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying is that, yeah, Lily's story is, I and I'm, gl- I'm not going to say I'm glad this is the way that it was, because <laughs> was, carries on later but like if it would have just been like just some teenager who was just like playing it moving out or whatever and just like doing some sort of just really snobby thing i think that would have cut even deeper somehow uh but you're right in the fact that i didn't think about the fact that yeah she's a girl that got out she was aged out of this aged out of being able to be adopted for being an acute adorable toddler uh and found a family and then turned her nose up at it um but you're right if you start thinking about it a little bit more it just kind of makes you go oh no oh no no i hate it i hate it because the there's a whole like they talk about how bad the foster system is they just skim the surface yeah there's Ugh. there's there's things that we we won't know we don't know and won't know and and in this case are not what are happening because in this case what it is is that she was a a dragon (laughs) that was uh 
uh, kidnapped by <laughs> our uh, wonderful date night couple oh, in one of their worst moments of the series. But oh. we're not there yet. No, we're not there yet. But I, I, I mean, I, we're running into somebody that's going to play a play a big part later. I mean, how many people in her past uh, could possibly pop up this episode? It's got to be just that one, right? Anyway, it is, it is just that one. It's just that one. It's just nobody else. Nobody else. Anyway, why don't we, why don't we, um, why don't we, do we want to go over the date night real quick? Oh yeah. Date night barely takes an hour to discuss. Uh, so, cause the date night's not even a date night. The date night is an hour long stroll. Uh, we get to see, uh, Charming and Snow are going to go for like a walk for like an hour, just away they- from Neil. They called it a hike into like the mountains, and I'm like, it's night, and there's not a mountain. Like, just, yeah, okay. where are you? Where are you going? And and are you going to come back? Are you going to the ice wall? Yeah, where are you? You you cannot be going far. Make At sure to check all. the weather before you go to the ice wall. Yeah, we got to bring a jacket for when we start getting a little bit more north of town. Uh, so Belle is going to Belle. No lines, just off in the distance, twenty feet out of frame, uh, holding a baby. And it's, we, you know, Charming is saying that, well, we need some time for just us. But it's, not, it's just like, we need some time for just us. That's what you say when you've, like, rented a hotel. You guys can, like, get some sleep, not, like, go on an activity. You just need, just go get a hotel. Go to sleep. Just get some damn sleep. That's all you need. I mean, it kind of tracks with why, it explains why Snow is so quick to surmise that this was all part of Charming's master plan yeah. to cosplay as investigators. I guess. I don't, I don't know. I, the line, the, the, this is all so silly. Uh, so they decide they're going to go and basically it's the trope of, I don't want to leave my baby, but Snow does vocalize. Uh, she didn't really have a good, tr- they don't have a good track record with being left alone or leaving their babies, which is fair. It's a fair concern to have. I've said that from the beginning. She's allowed to be a little bit clingy. If she wants to be a helicopter parent to at least one of her children, that is allowed. Uh, and so they leave. But then they, like, end up at the police station. And they notice that Will Scarlet is missing. So I I enjoy that it's, hey, uh, we need to go on a date night. It's very important for our mental health. Uh, nothing else matters. Oh, no, Will Scarlet's missing. Now nothing else matters. Charming. Charming. Just call Emma. Call somebody else to find him. Why do you guys need to do it? Whatever. Yeah, there's got to be like 14 sheriffs. Just call Granny with her crossbow. She'll she'll solve the problem. And also, again, as was stated in a previous episode, where is he going? There is an ice wall locking them in. He's not going to get far. I'm sure we could do this later. Anyway. Go look for him. We can't find him. So Charming Heads, they like split up. And then Snow just finds him because she's a master tracker. <laughs> she's not. She hadn't moved yet. Like this no, is the just... funny thing. Her and Charming were at the beach. She's like, I need to go home and be with the baby. I've been away for too long. Charming's like, okay, fine. I'll go find him myself. Takes off. If Charming had looked 14 feet to the right. He would have seen Will, the most suspicious person ever, just digging in the sand. That wouldn't be charming, though. Charming. <laughs> no, 
charming will fully glaze over the suspicious man digging drunkenly for something he's buried and go, I will go off three miles this way, tally-ho, and leave the scene completely. That's charming. That's the charming we know and love. I love that Snow's just like, I'm a master tracker. There you are. Found you. I'm amazing. (laughs) So good at my job. I'm amazing. Being a mother has not hindered me at all. I found you. Because Will is drunk and he is, he, let me see if I remember how this goes. He has a map that was in the bag to get out, but he buried both things. He buried the map to find the bag and he's lost both. Either way, all a bad plan, a plan made under uh, whiskey and rum, I assume. And she's just like, you can tell me, like, did Charming set this up? And he's like, what? No, that would be insane. And she's like, well, you know, I think the sheriff set it up. Oh, the blonde? No, that's my daughter. But, but the sheriff loves me so much because it's my, he's my spouse. Oh, you're married to the blonde? No, it's my daughter. The other guy's the sheriff. We have two sheriffs. There's 12 people in this town, but we need 12 sheriffs. Uh, and he's like, yeah, 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 totally. I'm also the mayor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Charming definitely set this up. Um, I didn't do anything at all to deserve to be put in jail. This was all one big, giant ruse. You should let me go. I mean, to be fair, that is true. It It is fair. He was being held. They had no reason to continue holding them. Again, Emma, absolutely. And she does admit later absolutely abusing her rights as a law enforcement uh officer so mm-hmm. she lets him go and then she like goes back and she's like charming thank you for your thank you for setting it all up he's like what what happened he's like i found will he told me everything he rooted you out he's like what <laughs> for what she's like oh that he's not like really like he's not really a criminal and you let him out so i could find him and feel good about myself so I'm glad you feel good about yourself. I want to say that up top. I'm super pumped that you feel good. But <laughs> I, d- I did none of those things. You let a uh, you let a criminal loose. We'll find him in the morning. Not just that. She pardoned him. Yeah. As the oh, yeah. mayor. Fully pardoned him. Just, oh, what mighty rulers they will be. <laughs> so this whole B-plot was very stupid. Was but it was a... It was really, it was 100% worth it for this scene because this scene was so good. And I felt like the two actors, like Josh Dallas and Jennifer Goodwin, were just, they, it just felt so natural. Like, it felt like we were having a glimpse into their private lives. This, yes, this was them with their guard down. This was Charming and Snow in private. And I don't, we don't see that a lot. We only see them with their, like, animated uh like personas with their hero gloss with their hero gloss and she's like we have to be doing all of this stuff as opposed to just like two exhausted people after a failed date night one person pardoning a criminal and the other one (laughs) who gave up apparently looking for will and just went home uh just like honey also i i don't know what the time frame is for how that all worked i love the idea that charming didn't come home till dawn or something you know just be like honey i was out all night i could not find him what she's fully slept she's making breakfast she's like honey i know all about the plot the what? Uh, you're right. This was cute. You're right. It, this whole setup for it was just for no reason needed to be a B plot. This could have been five seconds, but it was super cute at the end. Um, more charming and snow like this, please. 
yeah, more just characters all together like this. Like these are the moments I really like. And we do get a little bit of it with the scene, with the two scenes between Emma and Hook, I think. Like we yes. get this episode. It was written by uh, Kalinda Vasquez and Scott Nemerfro. I apologize. I'm totally butchering that name. I don't really know any other episode they've done. I'm sure they've done others. But I feel like amidst all the drama and all the nonsensical things, there were a couple really good human character moments that I think are worth really calling out for, for being very good. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's just, just, just jump forward to some more Pop-Tarts. Yes. Pop-Tarts. The, uh, our, 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 our favorite, our favorite snack food of many a once upon a time character. Well, we have Ingrid. She is doing things uh she's making like ice people like she's she's making like an ice golem or something that's like can turn take on an ice doppelganger i guess i kept singing the south park thing the ice people ice people look like ice talk like people (laughs) (laughs) it was um it was a magic and she has that magic so it's part of the show now we just have to get used to it uh, but meanwhile, Emma and Elsa, Elsa and still in her goddamn dress, do, they do not give her pants. Uh, they are at the sheriff's station trying to, they're looking through a bunch of files to try and find more about the Snow Queen. And uh, Emma wants answers about why the Snow Queen wants to, is so keen on, on connecting with her. Um, but and they're not really having a lot of luck. That is until... Um, Elsa finds a manila envelope and just for shits and giggles decides to open it up and in it they find a bunch of photos and they're all the photos that Sydney took of Emma for the blackmail. Ah, uh, um, the blackmail. The Yes, the blackmail. And most of them are things that Emma fondly remembers of her early times with Henry. But How one weird. of them... I'm sorry. How weird is it? Like, oh, look at this really wonderful moment that a grown man was taking photos of in the dark. <laughs> With so his glad. telephoto lens. I'm so glad someone was taking candid photos of this moment. We never get photos of moms with their children. This is, I like this representation. So just like, it's creepy our stalker took these photos, but I cherish them. It creeps me out, but I love them. We should, we should add this as a service on TaskRabbit. Be like, uh, we will have a fake a fake inv- private investigator slash paparazzi person, depending on your personal preference, uh, stalk you in the shadows with your children so that you can get those candid photos that, that bring back wonderful You've memories. Always wanted. You've always wanted. As long as you will bail them out of jail, <laughs> them eventually being arrested. Yeah, if and when they get caught. You just, just have their back. Just, you know, pull a snow and pardon them. Just pardon people, just willy nilly, just in the woods while no one's nearby. You're pardoned. Good, be free, be free, be free, Gonza. So one of the photos catches Emma's eye because it's something she doesn't remember. It's her with Ingrid, the Snow Queen, in her ice cream shop, and they appear to be having some kind of a disagreement. But the problem is Emma doesn't remember this, which is kind of curious considering Elsa also doesn't remember her time with Ingrid, the Snow Queen, but the Snow Queen sure as hell remembers her. So they can't, you know, obviously they don't know how to find the answers and the rock trolls are in Arendelle, so they can't go back to them. 
So they're going to go to the woman who commissioned the uh, who commissioned the art project in the first place, who um, who would have once had the power to pardon Sidney Glass, but instead vanishes him into a mirror and then lies about it. Oh, ex ex mayors. Uh, I Regina Regina. I'm hot and cold on Regina in this episode. Every once in a while, like they introduce her kind of flat and then it kind of goes. They, I feel like they're not quite holding on to what they're trying to hold on to. The, the problem I have with Regina in this episode is not her delivery. I think her delivery is great. It's not even about her feelings because I understand why she has them. But it's that no one cares about Roland. <laughs> None of them care about a boy and his mother. Emma has a whole storyline about the importance of having a family. Regina knows the importance of having a family. I I hate the whole, like, you brought Marion back, it ruins my happiness. No, it reunites a son with his mother. A little boy who deserves to have his mother in his life. I also, like, I feel like, again, the Roland thing and also the Henry thing, because I've... There was a part where there was a line. I think Emma said something about like, oh, it's my son. And she says it to Regina. Regina doesn't respond. Yeah, about, that was weird. Like, it's just like we're forgetting who, like, the kids and the, like, where the parentage is supposed to be lying. Like, you know, like, the kids don't matter. The kids are now suddenly, like, secondary to this whole thing. Because, again, we've sent Henry away on a boat. Uh question mark for reasons unknown just to get him out of the story and yeah we're not talking about roland or anything like we're talking about robin being with marianne like it it's not being framed correctly by anybody in any way but emma's going to have to swallow her pride and pay regina a visit to try and find an answer and elsa decides to go with her for the plot because she has to be there so that she can go do her own thing. I do like, she's plot. just like, I do like that this is yet another ruler who is just like, we can't find anything by looking at files. We must go out and do things. And it's like, you're going to hate being a queen. Like, you don't get to go out and do stuff. Like, you just have to no. read and sign stuff. That's what you're yeah. there for. Uh, but this was another one of those things where I liked their conversation in the car. Because also, by the way, Elsa gets a purple jacket. The only reason she had it, and this is according to the wiki, is because they had to do a lot of green screen stuff in this episode, and Elsa's dress made her look invisible. Because it was so close to the green of the green screen. And at that point, I'm like, just give her another outfit. Just Just put her her in some pants. You have to, like, you're making up clothes for her now. She never had this coat in Frozen. How did she get, another question, how did she get this coat? It's probably another, it's another ice coat. It's a, she just magicked. If she magic, why wouldn't she magic it to color coordinate? It it, it clashed. This outfit clashed and I don't care for it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just also like that. She's like wearing it in the car and it's just like, it looks like she's wearing like the wrong part of a prom dress. She's got like it up over her shoulders. Like it's all, it is not as regal as they want. I also disliked it, but for various different reasons. Uh, anyway, I like that Elsa's just, like, trying to be Anna, 
in this conversation, she's like, you shouldn't give up on people. You shouldn't give up on people. Someone told me that and someone didn't give up on me. So you should do that. She has no way to back this up. Like none of like none of this is inspiring. Like Emma gets there. She gets inspired, I guess, to try to fix this. But nothing Elsa is saying is particularly inspiring. She's just like, no. you shouldn't do it because it happened once and it was bad. So Yeah, and all Elsa does is just talk about her sister and then give advice and talk. And, and But in a way, the reference is her sister. I'm like, Elsa needs more than that. And I get that in the context of this show being the frozen connection of it all. They're not going to do that because they can't expand her story in a way for her as an individual character. They can only expand her story through a different character, in this case, the Snow Queen, so that we can just get rid of it and not change the canon. Yeah, because, and and again, being people present in the year 2022, we've seen Frozen 2 and we know what happens when Elsa is pushed. We know like that if, if push comes to shove, she does not just melt into a puddle. Ha-ha. She actually goes out and she does stuff. She gets determined. She wants to do more. She becomes much more than she is to answer a problem as opposed to just like meekly sitting in the passenger seat of a beetle. <laughs> just being like, I don't know. I should probably be by myself. No way. Elmo wants to be by herself. Because splitting ups is always a good plan, especially when you know that someone is looking for the other person. But I mean, Elsa gets her Yas Queen moment later on in the episode where after she's told you're afraid forever and the, the these chains are going to hold you down so long as you're afraid. And then she's like, I'm not afraid. And then breaks them immediately. I'm not afraid. Uh, I do like, uh, we'll get there. Never mind. I'm jumping ahead. I'm jumping ahead. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and head on into the Queen's uh, magic evil vault. Uh, before Emma arrives, Regina is talking to Sydney in the mirror and orders him to go and find out where the Snow Queen's lair is. Originally, he's like, nah, I'm not going to do it. I don't I don't I, I don't really feel like it. And then she makes him. He comes back. He's like, I'm not going to tell you what it is until you set me free. And she's like, well, I'm not going to set you free until you tell me where it is. And it's like stalemate. And, and 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 Sydney like folds immediately, which was suspicious to me at first. It was like, why are you doing this? But then later on, I realized, oh, because he already had a plan B. And he just immediately was like, I'm going with that one. Well, yeah, because and you're right. I also was just like, why did he fold on this? He absolutely had the leverage. He just needed to not tell her what was she going to do? Continue to keep him in the mirror? Yes. I there Nothing worse. Like. She threatened to then bring him out and then put him back in the prison. But then that's an active thing to be doing to him that I don't think she would have done. And if you don't give her the information, she's not going to be able to go out and get it herself. All of the leverage here. But you're right. He does have his own plan. Uh, as confusing and strange as his plan is, he does have one. He's a mirror. He's He, he is... He can see all and know all and so he figures it out and also it's you know it's it's Giancarlo Esposito he can do no wrong well Emma shows up and uh tries to get you know talk to Regina get the information from her about what the pictures are and how the you know what their connection is what Regina knows Regina doesn't know much and what she knows she's not even really going to bother telling Emma because she's pissed for the reasons we have already discussed 
And they kind of just part as jilted lovers. Like this, it was, it was, it was a thing. Yeah, they had a good, like, again, the chemistry was really nice here about what they had, like, with the anger. It was very tense. It had the right emotions. But again, it was not being held up by much because the emotion, it's not like anything really wrong happened. Just a mistake was made. Like, Regina at one point says, I know you think and you tell yourself that you did nothing wrong, but that's not true. And it's like, I can't tell if I'm supposed to be reading this as Regina is just wrong. She's just wrong and we're supposed to know that she's wrong and just watch her do this. Or the writers genuinely think that this is enough of an answer that I'm going to fly with. Because it's... it's nothing. This is nothing. This is a nothing argument. Honestly, I think it's the second option. I do. I too. don't I don't think we're it's being framed as Regina is in the wrong. I think it's being framed as Regina had happy finally achieved happiness and it was taken away from her again, but this time we wanted her to be happy. So we not that we need to be bad mad at Emma. But that we need to understand why Regina is. And I'm sorry, I don't for all the reasons we've discussed. But also, like, if we take Roland out of the equation, and I know that taking him out of the equation does negate what's happening. Because, like, Robin is doing the the way Robin worded it the last time we talked about it. He is doing the honorable thing of just making sure his family is a unit. Which, that, fine, fine. But if we take Roland out of that, and if he was just honor bound by his marriage, we'll call it that. Like, if he was just like, no, she's ma- like, I'm married to her. Like, I can't be not married to her just because I th- she died for a little while. And now she's not. In the same way, like, they, sh- I just wish they would have given, like, that's a reason for Regina to spiral. But they don't show her spiraling. They just show her being wrong and bad at things. Because she has nothing. She has no resources anymore. Uh... But at the same time, she talks about it enough that I think she would realize it. She says it out loud enough that I think someone as smart as Regina would start working through going, okay, so maybe, maybe I'm doing this wrong. Maybe I should be looking at things differently. And third of all, if the moment you find happiness, not a single pebble can get in your way or your whole life's going to fall apart. I think maybe that's a different thing we need to observe with uh, Dr. Hopper. Maybe, possibly. In the privacy of his office and not in the street. Yeah. Uh, Hopper Hopper uh, might have foreclosed on his um, office for all we know, because we have not seen it in several seasons. That's true. That's true. He just like work. He's just like on the street, just like randomly therapizing people. <laughs> just <laughs> has one of those like Lucy, like the Lucy doctor is in. Just yeah. Granny, lemonade slash lemonade stand. Granny keeps having to shoo him off her property because he's just like seems like someone's here for the third time today eating your feelings. Maybe we should deal with those. Get out of here. Get get out of here. <laughs> no one wants you here. Well, um, so as Emma and Regina are hashing it out for the first of two or three times, actually about three. Elsa all of a sudden starts hearing and seeing Anna in the distance and is instead of being smart and being like, hey, that's suspicious. She just goes and goes and at no point looks at this 
image of Anna saying, help, help me, Elsa, you're the only one who can, and goes, that doesn't seem like my Anna. That's not the Anna I remember. But in, instead, we get the ice bridge from Frozen. Let it go, let it go. Well, to be fair, though, Elsa getting distracted and following strange voices into the woods does track <laughs> with her character. So, oh my God, did did the writers of Frozen 2 watch Once Upon a Time and just take that one thing? They were just like, why is she going off into the unknown? Oh my God. <laughs> Get a pencil. I've got it. Write it down. Write this down. <laughs> we're going to make a movie that everyone will like and no one will have problems with. It and will so be she perfect. She crosses her ice bridge. And can I just say, the way they animate Elsa's magic in the show is very bad. Yes. Like, the, what, how, what, like the magic, how it comes out of her hands. Yeah. In fact, we get that with everybody. Regina's looks bad. Emma's looks bad. And Elsa's looks bad, not just because, just the, the, just the way it kind of shoots out of her fingers, but the way that the snowflakes kind of drift off the sides, it, it just looks so bad hokey i do think that especially if you're gonna pull something in from like when you have movies like frozen and tangled and brave where it is a very well-known fact that they spent a lot of time on the physics like, they spent a lot of time on the physics of Rapunzel's hair. Not a lot, because it doesn't make any sense for her to have that much hair. But they did do some with it. They spent a lot of time doing the technology for Merida's hair. And for Frozen, they know... they. If you watch any of that stuff, they know so much about snow and ice crystals and how all that stuff goes. So then to watch them pull these characters into Once Upon a Time and then just disregard any physics or science or anything like that is why that looks bad is because Elsa would not have like weird snowflakes just casually drifting off. Her magic does not have a casual drift off of her quality. She has yeah. a very forceful and the snowflakes would be something else and they would be coming off of her in a different way. And that's just me being an ass about it, but <laughs> that's, that's where I that's why I see it as bad. Yeah. I agree. Yay. But luckily, we have not one, but two people who use ice magic in the show. So we get to see it twice in this twice episode. Is nice. It's great. Twice, twice, twice is nice with twice. ice. I get it. Because Elsa comes across Ingrid in the woods because, you know, Ingrid was leading her to near her base, not in her base, just adjacent to it. You still got to keep her private quarters private because the Anna who's just standing like a zombie in the back, was in fact an ice doppelganger golem thing that I'm guessing we're never going to have explained. What is his magic? How does she have it? It, You know, for all I know, it ties into the original story of the Snow Queen and I'm just going to eat my hat. But it's the, well, the way that it just exists and then doesn't exist anymore is really weird to me. And that the fact that it's never really addressing like... Elsa's specific trauma of seeing her sister become a full block of ice. Like, I think that's the only reason they did it. Like, just be like, look, Elsa's ice, or Anna's ice. Ta-da! Like, it's a callback. Hooray! Eh. 
My heart, it's broken again. It's, it's broken. <laughs> the pain. <laughs> I will so never she, recover. So Ingrid traps Elsa by making these ice chains again. Just magic she has. I, I kind of find it very funny that Ingrid just has all of these spells that just don't track with any spells we understand on the show and they just exist and we're just supposed to be fine with it because this is like oh i'm gonna put you in these ice chains they're powered by your fear if you're more afraid they're gonna hold you down tighter which to me kind of feels like giving away the game i feel like just as a random D&D reference, I feel like Ingrid's the player that showed up as like a warlock or a wizard uh, with a very inexperienced DM who doesn't understand <laughs> spell slots. How many spells do you have prepared? All of them. I have all of them prepared. Every single one of them. I actually made a bunch of them up and I have all of them prepared and I can use them at any time for any reason and it doesn't cost me anything. It's amazing. Also, <laughs> they're super powerful and you'll die immediately. <laughs> it's, okay. all, it's, all, it's all in the book it's all in the Checks book out. it's Ingrid she just like shows up full of spell slots of just like what are these powers and why do you have them I can only use them once one at a time like I just have a lot of them but I can only use them once and also Ingrid monologues a lot uh, this episode would have been about mm, 10 minutes shorter if they would have just taken off Ingrid repeating the same thing over and over to Sydney and to Elsa at a certain point yeah because she she talks a lot, but never actually says anything because yeah. all she's saying is, I have a plan. I need my family. I want my family. I have a plan. Don't get in the way of my plan. I don't want you in the way of my plans. Like, that's just been her the whole season. And that, and just looks, but not just looks, looks to the side. Have you noticed that all she does is like stand, look to the side and drift away? Yeah, well, she's got that big collar. Like, there's not a lot of, like... Yeah. It's just going to be tough. I do like that she spends that whole time... I I wish... This is the one time that I think that this character comes out of the uh, persona that I've really liked about her. Because the way she's being really threatening to Elsa about the whole, like, you need, I need the fear. The fear is amazing. And I could tell you, but I'm not going to because of the fear. So I could tell you, but I won't because of the fear. Like, that goes on forever. But it is also very sinister, and it's not something we've really seen from her. I do like the kind of whimsical, just laissez-faire of just being like, oh, I run an ice cream shop, and also I'm here to collect my family, and I can't tell you anything because I know that I'm not supposed to be monologuing. <laughs> Get out of my home. Also, I'm super scary. But then, like, this really intense scene with Elsa just is is a notch too high, I feel like. Because I liked the kind of, like, real low mellow. I love a good mellow villain. Yes. Yeah, she's really, like, she's kind of chill. and it's, Which is fitting because of ice powers. <laughs> Gotta stop giving you finger guns. No one else can see these finger guns that I'm giving you. <laughs> but Every I can... time we make these, but. <laughs> but but I feel them, and, and, and it empowers me and invigorates me. Almost as much as blind hatred invigorates Regina to do anything. Because she's so pissed at Emma. She just goes storming out of her uh, her evil vault with Sydney in tow as a tiny little magic mirror, her little compact of magic, and uh, Sydney's just like acting like her magic compass. Follow, follow me to the queen. <laughs> and Nothing then Emma suspicious catch- about any of this. It's fine. It's fine. 
And Emma runs across her because she's looking for Elsa because Elsa just, you know, bolted and ran off into the woods. So they team up reluctantly to uh, to find where the Snow Queen is to solve both of their problems because uh, Regina wants to force to fight the Snow Queen so that she can force her to unfreeze Marion. Like, that's her goal. Like, this is her last resort, basically. She's tried every spell in the book. She can't figure out how to how to revive Marion. This is, like, all she's got. And so as much as they hate it and as much as they bitch at each other, they're the jilted lovers are off on their way and they start crossing the bridge. But oh no, the evil magic from the Snow Queen is a go upon them and it's a form of wind. And Sydney's like, wah I planned this all along. And then like, I don't remember what happens with like, oh, the Snow Queen takes the compact later. I half expected the compact to just fly out of her hand into like a snow cloud and like, and Sydney to just be like going, see you later. It's just the, the sides oh, no. are flapping like a little butterfly, like, oh, yes. <laughs> Freedom! <laughs> yes, because Sydney has betrayed Regina and is now allied with the Snow Queen because the Snow Queen can give her what Regina cannot. Can give him her, his freedom. Wow. Oh, ugh, that was a word. That was a word puzzle right there. So they fight and they survive. But lo and behold, there's also like a weird ice Viking thing. They also end up fighting, which another thing is this from the Snow Queen story? I don't know. It's weird. We also get an Asgard joke in here. So it's like, I clocked that. I just, yeah. really like, I was just like, what Did, were they toying with an Asgard situation? I don't know. Cause I know like the snow queen has ties to, you know, Nordic myth and everything like that. So maybe it was just like kind of tying it all together. A little tongue in cheek thing, but I don't know. What are you going to do? Maybe this was just their first foray into being like, let's make an Asgardian joke. Can we get into the Asgardian world? No. Let's think of something else. Can we get on Olympus? No. But you know what we should do? Hades. <laughs> yes, that blue hair. Good look. This so is great. this. Yeah, that Asgardian joke was the was the ripple effect that got us to Hades. I, I refuse to have my mind changed about that. So this is this is where the nightmare began. This is the nightmare began. Someone is spinning their room like, we can make a guy with blue hair, right? Like, this would be amazing. And it just fell apart from there. <laughs> well, Regina and Emma use their powers combined to form Captain Planet and turn the ice monster into a pile of slushy and disappear. Because together, they can do anything. Yay. And then Ingrid shows up, takes the mirror, and just waxes poetic at them while being really mean until Elsa shows up and just, like, clocks her. And watching her, the, the, the beautiful gown with its long train and stuff just crumble into the dirt was just, it was very funny to me, but it wasn't supposed to be funny. This is, like, a massive fight, but it just looked really ridiculous. I loved this. I just love it because of the, like, just the the sheer absurdity of it, too. Just like, and then that's where Elsa showed up and clocked the ice cream. Just like, <laughs> yeah, welcome to Earth. <laughs> Clocks her in the face. Like, so silly. And 
Because the next scene is also the scene that I was mentioning before about turning around and being ridiculous because, like, Regina and Emma are just like, we have to work this out. Regina says, no, I don't want to. And I don't have to. I don't have to stand here and take this. Regina does an about face and then, like, swishes her hands in front of her face before the purple cloud takes her away. Why did she fully have to turn around to do that? Like, it's such a weird, like, I, I don't know. It, it I watched it twice. I went back and watched it again. And I was like, it is weird. Because she's standing there and Regina usually just, like, poofs while making full eye contact with the person. Like, that's the plan. But, like, to fully turn around and then just... <laughs> don't... She was off her game. She's like, I have to turn around. Quick, make it go away. Uh, Yeah, and then so she just storms off. Meh, meh. I can't do this anymore. Meh. While also confessing that she originally planned to kill Marion and then changed her mind and was like, no one will believe me if I said that. So I just didn't tell you, which I, I mean, I understand which that. I wish that would have been given a little bit more time to breathe because mm-hmm. that's a real like, that is a very human moment. It was like, oh, I'm sorry. Was I supposed to tell you that I wanted to do this very terrible thing and got pretty far into planning it before I realized better of it? Because I'm actually growing as a person and thinking about things. Well, I'm sorry. Like, that's that's a growth moment. This is growth for Regina. And it's just sort of not anything. It's just like, okay. Because then Emma gets to launch in her story about, I had a friend that I let go. And I, I just don't want it to be the way that it is. And I, I don't like this. And I want to be best friends with you again. Regina's like, that's t- tough cookies. Blah. And just... <laughs> <laughs> I... I think that the emotion level was there, but I just think that what they were arguing about and how they were arguing just didn't line up enough for it to not be ridiculous. Yeah, but I mean, it it kind of ends up being worth it a little bit because the resolution is, I mean, the shippers had to have been extremely happy. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because Emma, after getting a pep talk from Elsa, the, the pep talks we all agree are excellent and faultless pep talks from the Elsa. She should speak in front of conferences. Yes, the, what, like TED Talks? A TED Talk, yes. Being a ruler, you you should be like my friend. Elsa's TED Talks are just about, like, how to be more like Anna. (laughs) How to be Anna. Like, rule one, like sandwiches. Two, I don't know. There's other stuff about her. Anna's in the front row. Yay! Yay! You (laughs) got me perfect! You're doing great! Well, Emma goes to visit Regina back in her vault and they, they, you know, they have a really hard, big heart to heart. Emma talks about the friend from the past, uh, which the only reason we had the past thing, well, apart from the reveal at the end of the episode, is so that we could have this storyline thing tie into it, which it's, it's contrived, but I also wouldn't put it past Emma to kind of bring this up from her past so like i get it she's like she's in her car like driving to the to the site just like racking her brain okay i need to think of a very specific situation in which i lost somebody because i was too stubborn all right so i have several options which one should i choose i know i'll go with the one where i was 16 they don't know anybody in this story perfect and Emma says she wants to be friends with Regina, try to get to a place like that one day. And Regina makes a big step, admits she doesn't want to kill Emma. 
Do I sense love blossoming? No, you don't. Sorry, guys. You don't. There should be, but there is not. Just tempting us with that enemies to lovers. Those bastards. I know. Those bastards. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, we, we have to have Captain Guyliner. Yeah, we had to have Captain Guyliner go through her, uh, who, through her child, through her childhood, like, memory box. Yes. Uh, which I thought was really sweet. Like, it, it's such an interesting collection of things, uh, that she would have. Uh, and it was nice that he fully, like, he was digging through the stuff. Um, I do like how many scenes in this season have been devoted to just being in the sheriff station, looking through cardboard boxes. Like, amazing. Yeah, there's- we're finding a lot of stuff in this season. Like, yeah. a lot of municipal stuff. Yeah. But in a way that still doesn't explain anything. There's also like, a lot this, of, but this is not good municipal work. This whole scene... Okay, like, who's got track? Does every single... Does every single thing have something being brought out of a box? Because we've got the sorcerer's hat. The Once Upon a Time book, the storybook, was found in a box. Like... Everything's just in a box. Like the all the clues they need in boxes. The pictures in a box. Uh, well, we've... Abby, there's a reason for that. Because it's called the present for a reason. It's a present. <laughs> I'm so mad at you. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> husband not you two <laughs> my own husband is starting to uh and his uh, his journey into the world of dad jokes is starting uh, to uh take its toll on me i apologize uh, oh no it's it's a, it's a defense mechanism of starting to do them on your own been there been down that road <laughs> well oh, as God. emma and hook are looking through the childhood memories before we find the big one we also get ingrid releasing sydney from the mirror back in her Personal quarters that we haven't seen before. Uh, the whole thing is white. It's very clean. It, it, it's um, it's it's a weird set. I gotta admit, I don't like this set. This had such like a. So the vibe I was getting from this was what's. There was a Snow White movie that came out. Like I think Julia Roberts was the evil queen. Oh yeah, mirror, it mirror. Had this, yeah, it had this aesthetic to it, and so did like. The Riding Hood movie with not Riding Hood was it? What had Christian Stewart, Kirsten Stewart, and Chris Hemsworth in it? And the evil queen was like Charlize Char- uh, Theron, who had the that big was another mirror. Snow White, Snow White and the Huntsman. It was a Huntsman. Okay, I thought it was Snow White for or Red Riding Hood. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Had that kind of like it feels like those influenced that a little bit. I think those came out at the same time. I'll fact check that for later. But like that's the vibe I was getting from it. I mean, it was a lot of it was honestly influenced by Frozen. There was this whole like postmodern influence on fantasy, where everything had to be like super clean and 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 cold in order to reflect the the chill uh, of of the ice palace. I just don't. It yeah. just didn't look good to me. 
but we don't really need to worry about any of that because there's only one piece in this room that concerns us. The reason that Ingrid recruited Sydney in the first place. She doesn't give a shit what happens to him. She gives him his freedom. He's wandering off, probably never to be seen again, although he probably should be seen. He's still trapped behind the ice wall. He can't go anywhere. I thought she was going to kill him. Fully. I did too, but you know what? I appreciate that she let him live. I do too. That's that's not a, a typical villain would have killed him. Yeah. But she she gave him his freedom and she honored that. Good for her. Yeah, we we stand an ice queen. Yeah. I was waiting for like some corny line of just be like, "Oh, you're freedom from mortal coils kill." <laughs> <laughs> because she needed to shatter the mirror uh to find to create the missing piece uh, imbibed with dark magic for her own mirror. What is it? What purpose does it serve? We don't know. I'm guessing we'll find out. But for now, it's a mystery. It's a family. It's a fa- how how pissed would she have been if she would have cracked that mirror wrong? Just crack and oh, it doesn't fit. Damn it! I made it the wrong. I made the wrong, but it's the wrong way. Shit! 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 Fit. That was yeah. I mean, lucky for her, she shattered it in just the right way to 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 fill that one last void right in the center of the mirror. Good Amazing. And then and then like a mirror does. I know it's magic. I'm just being an asshole. Uh, like a mirror does, you put the piece in and all the cracks go away. Uh. I just love how, like, seriously she stares. And I know that they had to do that, like, on top of all the movie magic that they were doing. But I just enjoy Like, she just... She's beautiful. It's just such a pointed, like, stare. Stare and don't blink or move too much because we have to do the crack. And it cracks. Okay, I'm standing still as possible. I haven't moved in over an hour. Like, just very still. Very... And yet, not the creepiest face we get from Elizabeth Mitchell this episode. I feel like she knew that this next thing was coming, so she had to make sure that the like the scene with the mirror, like she looked absolutely as stunning as possible, because she's gonna get like the Karen, have you seen this woman robbing a Walmart photo at the end? They kept showing it. Ugh. Yeah, they they zoomed in super hard because Emma, when she's looking through the memories box, she finds her old camcorder, the one that I believe she'd stolen from that house. I don't think it was hers in the first place. Um, apparently, she took it with her on a joyride uh, to her next foster home, uh, which she like the the f- footage starts. Uh, apparently, one of the other boys in the foster home had had commandeered her camera, was messing around with it. Emma looks, she's like, I don't know who that is. I don't recognize this house. Apparently I was here because I see myself. And then we, and then the matron of this foster home comes into view. It is Ingrid, the ice queen. And we end on this weird extreme close up of her face, which is bad in every sense of the word bad. But we don't need to relish on that. We need to focus on the fact that, oh shit, Ingrid has known Emma for a long time. I liked this reveal. This was cool. And I this love... This really good. And besides the weird final frame, I... Both Emma and Hook react in subtly different ways. And it's like... It felt creepy. Like, it felt like... Like, what would you do? Like, it's like these are memories you don't have. I, I do appreciate that I had no point where it's just like, why don't we have memories? That's a problem we have around here. We just <laughs> don't get memories a lot. It's a problem. We need to start getting CAT scans a lot. Uh, but I like this. I like this because Hook's just like, the actual hell is happening. 
who is, why is, why is she in a jumper? Like, or whatever that is. What is, what was she in? She was in like a one piece, like work outfit thing. Look great. I won't wear the one of those. those are, the coverall things. They're like back in style. Those things rule. They're cute. Um, they're cute, but then they're not really like, they kind of have a you... very specific body type. No, more me from a practical standpoint is more of a just like you wear that out in public and you have to end up in a public restroom to go to the bathroom. Like mm. it fully has to come all the way off your body. Like it's just like you're just sitting there just like this is weird. <laughs> I feel like we need to embrace the what we do for babies. <laughs> I know, right. Just just do all the little little buttons at the bottom. Just a whole bunch of buttons. Just ah, da, da. just drunk women at bars desperately trying to put their pants back together. <laughs> just ah, ah. <laughs> But yeah, this this was a cool this is a cool final drop. I like that they like tease the fact that Emma knew her early in the episode and then gave the drop and it wasn't like some three episode tease out situation. I like yeah. this. And I did like how how the past storyline was used to inform this because like it was just the camcorder and it was a piece that didn't really matter to the past it was just like they had footage and 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 it would make sense for emma to be like oh this is the thing that i was remembering why don't i watch it i want to see this person from my past and then for this surprise footage to show up i think that is a really great way to use the flashback in a way that we don't often get like the writers of this episode did some did some cool things but they also had an ice viking so you can't give them all the credit you it give got them a little just got a little murky there in the middle yeah. but we got there we got there which to be fair we don't always get there so just snaps for this episode <laughs> one thing i will point out is apparently the um, actors who played the king and queen of Arendelle, like Elsa's parents, were supposed to be in this episode, but they ended up not being and there weren't deleted scenes. So, like, I've been kind of racking my head about, like, what they would be. And I guess maybe, like, part of the Ingrid's ice people? ice people army. Yeah, maybe, like, they were also calling to her or something. I don't know. Oh, but, just like a like a Ray Skywalker situation. Yeah, Lisa, embrace it. Oh, we're so afraid of you. Just making her more afraid. Just being like, your parents are here and they're terrified of you. Hooray! Like just up the torture game. Interesting. I mean, hmm. it probably would have made those chains last a little bit longer. A little bit longer. Tiny bit. Well, everybody, that was season four, episode five, Breaking Glass. Or, as it was known in French, the mirror's reflection. Okay. And in German, a sliver of magic mirror. But I will say, German has a specific word for magic mirror, Zauberspiegel. German has words for everything. It's great. It's like, I love it. It's amazing. Uh, so, Abby, like, what are your, like, what's your overall impression of this episode? I just, we, we muddled our way in there. I, I'm, I'm mixed on how I feel about the flashback scene. I, you know, tie in for later, but again, the way you explained it just a second ago was nice because you were just like, yeah, it's this. She brings it back up. She wants to look at it. We're looking back through our past. That's fine. But at the same time, it does feel like we mentioned before, it does feel a little contrived. Like we fit a lot together into one single flashback to get us to where we're at. Mm -hmm. Um, but 
again, they did front load that memory box with other things. So it's not like, oh, this is my memory box. This is my camcorder. Like, we got a Neil picture. Uh, we got some other stuff. So it's like, it, it had the right parts. I'm still not on board with, like, Regina's weird spiral that she's going down. Because I don't, mm-hmm. A, agree with her. Or, B, think that they're fleshing it out in a way that's natural. So that, that I, I think that's been my biggest sticking point. Like, the, the Frozen stuff... I feel like I've come to terms with. I'm just like, it is what it is. But like the Regina stuff, this is a character you made. You should be doing more for them. And the fact that Henry is constantly being shipped off. And in a way that I don't understand why. Is upsetting Yeah, because me. If, if anybody who could get through to Regina, it's Henry. Yeah. And if, if anybody, anything is a common ground between Emma and Regina, it's Henry. And yet... They never discuss him as shared parents. Yeah, what is he doing all day? Like, what, what is happening with him? Like, who's got custody? Because, again, we established a couple episodes ago is that Regina's having this, like, meltdown, so she's just, like, boxing herself out a little bit from Henry, but also he's refusing to be boxed out. So he's there, I guess. He's I just, just don't understand where he plays into this whole thing. He's just sweeping. He's just sweeping. I forgot he's the apprentice in the gold shop. Oh, he's making everything way dustier. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone, we want to thank you for joining us for this latest episode of Once Upon a Timing. A special thank you to our patrons, especially our Snow Queen level patrons. Uh, this week's Patreon shout out goes to Cecile Jenny. Thank you so much, Cecile. If you would like to support us on Patreon, you can head to patreon.com slash OUA timing. We are getting ready to work on our next bonus episode. And Abby, all I'll say is I just finished season two of Bridgerton and I have thoughts. I have lots of thoughts. Namely that um, I am astounded at how bad Lady Whistledown is at being Lady Whistledown. I, I, I have not stopped thinking about the queen's concave hair. It's fascinating to me. I would have been thrown out of the society for throwing grapes into it. Like, I was just... <laughs> uh, but yes, I do. I have lots of thoughts about it, uh, about Bridgerton. And you know what? We should put a poll up. I want to know which we would rather talk about. Like, would you want to talk about uh, Turning Red? And about Turning how Red we per- would be a fantastic bonus episode. I feel like, logically, we shouldn't talk about both of them in the same <laughs> Oh, yeah, episode. that would be like 14 hours. Yeah, 14 hours and also just like a weird dissonance situation. I'm not sure that those should go together. Uh, but yeah, I, I personally victimized by turning red because it took pages specifically from my childhood. And I, I just I'll just say this part. When I started watching turning red, I was just like, oh, this is a lot of fun. And I started like feeling my chest start to compress in on itself like no no not her not her fan art oh god (laughs) it's nothing sacred oh but yes bridgerton i also have lots of lots of opinions on so i could talk about anything forever we will put up a poll patrons for our uh for our dearies and our snow queens to let us know which uh you would like us to cover for our next patreon exclusive bonus episode for you guys uh, you can also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash IUA timing. You can find us on Twitter. I am personally at Beth Elderkin. 
I am at just underscore Abby. And we're going to be back with season four, episode six, Family Business. And Abby, I saw the picture for this next episode. It's Belle holding the Rumple Dagger. So this is going to suck. Oh, we're going to have words. Tune in next week for the three-hour episode <laughs> of us yelling at things. It's just two velociraptor screams for the first ten minutes. <laughs> so thank you, everyone, for joining us. And Abby, we will see you next week. See you next week, Beth. <laughs>